Hello and welcome to the Total Clarity Podcast. I'm Mike Farley. And I'm Jesse Hyatt, and this is our 41st of 52 weeks of walking. That's right. This week we're walking around the two botanic gardens of Brooklyn and Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been a pretty week. We've seen a lot of flowers, although not all of them are in bloom yet. And we have some special news about us to start off this week's episode because something exciting happened today on our walk. That's right. Something <laughs> exciting happened on our walk. And I guess we didn't decide who was going to say we what it actually was. <laughs> no. Jesse and I, after seven plus years of dating, are officially engaged. Yay! <laughs> That's right. So we will get to the botanic garden portion of our week, but we thought that we would bring the energy in the first part because we wanted to be able to tell not only the story of how the day went down, because it actually happened today, Mm -hmm. but also how the acquisition of the ring went down. Right. Because that's something that we've known for a few months. And when I say we, Jesse and I picked out the ring together. That's right. So we actually had a story about that, but we haven't been able to share it with anybody. And we were excited to share it when we could. Yeah. Yeah. So we, Mike was walking on his own one day in Astoria and came home and said, oh, I found this really cool shop. We should go together. And so we went to this shop and that was, when did we go? On New Year's Day. New Year's Eve. We went on New Year's Eve of this year, um, so I don't know when that was, week 28 or something of our walk, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was the same. Well, I'm sure we would have talked about that walk. We just didn't mention this detail, but it was the New Year's Eve when we started in the afternoon and we walked all day until like three in the morning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went to Astoria on New Year's Eve and the name of the shop is Shiny's S&S Jewelry Store. Yeah. It says Shinies on the awning and S&S Jewelers online. Yeah. And it's a really great store. Neither Jesse or I have any particular affinity to visit jewelry stores. I don't generally like it because I feel like, you know, I need to buy something mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the salespeople are just not generally the type of... Um, I don't know, personality that really meshes with me. Yeah. And I guess I don't really go into jewelry stores very often because, like, I don't wear a ton of jewelry. And if I do, it's something that I'll wear over and over. Like, I don't really mix it up very often. So I just don't often have a reason to buy jewelry. Um, But this one was really cool. It was run by these really nice people. And seems like they had been, I think he even said they had been there for, like, 30 plus years or something. Yeah. A long time. And almost all of the jewelry that they were selling was like estate jewelry or vintage or antique or some kind of it's had a life before. Yeah. Which is, I really like that because it means that every single piece is different and the range of like costumey to classic, it, spanned the whole range and yeah he had a lot of really really nice pieces there and it was really fun to just look through and they were so patient with us we were in there for a little while pointing to different ones and 
they'd bring him out and clean him up and let us try it on. And he knew the story of everyone and he could tell, he knew like right away what kind of stone it was. It was like real pro, but also really casual and friendly and fun. Yes, he definitely fancied himself an eccentric and was making jokes the whole time and the lady was like stop making jokes they're just here to buy things stop it <laughs> but and like so we she, liked the joke it was it was a good bit it was yeah, a one-two bit and they certainly weren't pressuring us in any way no. at all i don't they probably were wondering or probably even thought that we were interested in buying a ring for this purpose but at no point did they uh do anything that tried to yeah, just tried to move the product or anything. Yeah. And it was the end of the day on New Year's Eve. I mean, even at the actually at the end of it, too, rather than them trying to get us to buy something that day, uh, the woman was like, yeah, it's time. It's time for us to close. Yeah. Now. It was like she seven was like, o'clock. And they were I like, don't even think it was that late. I think it was like five. I don't know. They were ready to close. They were ready to close. They wanted to celebrate New Year's. And yeah. yeah. And we were ready to go anyway. But yeah, it was totally normally. I feel like in that sort of instance yeah you would be like being sold right and they were kind of you know he was like telling us about the things he was showing us but more of like an informative telling yeah. rather than like oh this one you know yeah and yeah that was funny she was like okay i think you've seen enough yeah <laughs> time to go yeah so we probably looked at like six to eight rings or something like that. Yeah. And there were a couple that we liked, in particular this one. And then as soon as we left the store, Jesse was like, I think I want that one. But it was the most expensive one, so I don't know <laughs> if that was okay. And and I was like, no, if that's the one you want. And it was like, but it's the store's closed already. But so then we were like, well, when when can we go back? I mean, we can't go back tomorrow. <laughs> we took a special walk here to do the next week. We're not even in the area. What are yeah. we going to how are we going to do this? So then we just spent like four or five days just thinking about it and like, oh, gosh, I hope it's still there. I hope it's yeah. still there. Like, like it's fine. Like if it had not been there, whatever, we, it would have been fine. But it's kind of like the same experience where people like, you know, I remember like the first time I went and found an apartment, like I saw one that was really great, but then I waited too long and then it was gone. And it's like that kind of thing where when it's this one thing <laughs> that yeah. exists like this, especially with this type of store, it's not like, oh, it's a custom made that they'll you see it and they'll have a bunch. It's like this one. It's the yeah. only one. So, yeah. So we and, were yeah. thinking about it. And then a couple of days later, we were like, you know, let's. How did we do? We were just like I don't we, think it was even a couple of days later. The I think it was route. we should go to other stores, and we did. We went to mm, Sunset Park, mm -hmm. and we looked. There's there's a ton of jewelry stores in Sunset Park, yeah. And we probably passed like twenty five to thirty stores, and we're not even inspired to go into one because yeah. it, it's a very cool area to walk through, and there's a lot of jewelry. But like, as far as the vibes of the stores, all of them felt kind of this same way where it was like we're not seeing anything in the window we like we don't really want to go in and like kind of i don't know it just seemed like kind of a haggling situation down there whether or not it was that was the case or not it just none of us none of them inspired us in any way yeah i don't yeah i don't even know how to describe it i mean i don't really know enough about jewelry yeah just like be able to even explain like what 
it it was that was being sold down in Sunset Park. But what I was noticing was more just that it was like a lot of the same. Like I don't even know that it was new. Like some of it could have been used or vintage or something as well. But yeah. it just felt like every window felt the same to me. Yeah. Like it felt like white background, gold jewelry, right. bright lights organized case like whereas this shinies was like the display was like going to a museum or like you're like looking and oh there's something and there's you yeah. know like this crazy display and everything's so different and yeah and there wasn't anything that i saw like that in sunset park so yeah none of the places really like grabbed us and pulled us in yeah so yeah to your point i believe we did reroute in order to go yeah. there yeah in early january and so we went there the 6th of January, I believe. And That's right. <laughs> we were just, we were walking in the store that day and the uh, older gentleman was there. As I said earlier, he's kind of an eccentric and he was, we were like, hey, how are you? And he was like, oh, I'm celebrating our friends down in Georgia for doing the right thing and electing the two senators. Right, because and, the night of January 5th, if probably a lot of people will remember this, we were pretty excited because there had been uh, an election and two senators had won and we were all feeling pretty excited about that. And that was the news the morning of January 6th. It was the first thing that we saw when we woke up and yeah, we were excited about it too. And yeah. yeah, jewelry store man was excited. Yeah, we made the purchase. He was he was like, "Oh, you want the expensive one? Good." <laughs> <laughs> and and we made the purchase, and uh, it every we were happy. We were kind of just floating in on our whole, you know, day. Yeah. And of course, I, you know, I, it's already perked the ears of some people, obviously but maybe not everyone, that that also happened to be the day that the Capitol insurrection happened. Right. So, yeah, we were just like neither of us were looking at our phones and we were just walking around being all like cutesy with each other <laughs> for like, yeah, probably until maybe four or five in the afternoon when we We came finally... home. We made the route come home so that we wouldn't be carrying the ring around all day. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was three or four. Either right. way, it was kind of late in the afternoon when we finally came home and took a second and like checked in on things and yeah the whole world had gone topsy-turvy yeah you know the capital had gone topsy-turvy this country this country had was gone experiencing some weirdness yeah and yeah so that uh, will always be indelibly marked to that particular day uh, which i'm okay with I mean, yeah i mean it's kind of crazy it's just like the the way that life is how there can be one really crazy and upsetting thing happening in one part of your experience and then there can be another really lovely thing happening in the other part of your experience and you're tuned into one of them at some point and you're tuned into another at another point and it's all just like happening at once and that's just what life is <laughs> yeah yeah so that was that and we couldn't share that with anybody until now yeah and I would highly recommend anybody that wants to go jewelry shopping, not just for an engagement ring, but in general, if, you're, if you've never had a nice experience doing something yeah. like that. I mean, they, they literally had pieces that were like, I don't know, 
just over a hundred dollars or yeah, probably yeah. even and less. Probably I mean, less too. I mean, you're also you keep saying that like we picked the expensive one and it wasn't like crazy. It, was it wasn't like a down relative, payment on a house or no, anything. It was, it was like it was expensive compared to what they had there. Yeah. But like, you know, it was fine. <laughs> like I'm not telling everyone how much it was, but like it was eighty million dollars. Everybody, okay? I don't know if it's going in our cost sheet though. So. No, it's not going in. Our, you can't go to our website. It's to not look like what, actually part of the cost of no, the project. No, this not. is a this is an extracurricular. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean I'd recommend it. It's definitely accessible, and yeah, they have they have very nice things, and I think they, I think I get the feeling that they want to you know, price things at a fair price. Right. Like they're not trying to gouge anyone, but they're also carrying very nice items. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go visit them if you like having a nice experience shopping in New York City. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. So that's that. We had the the ju- the ring and Jesse had a couple stipulations with respect to the proposal. She wanted me to get down on one knee. So she wanted to be a surprise. Well, yeah. I mean, we, okay, so we just, generally, we knew that we wanted to do this for a while. We've been talking about the idea of getting married for a significant amount of time. And it was like, you know, we could either just be like, all right, I guess we're engaged now at some random day when we just happen to like be generally talking about it. Or there could be like a moment in time that we can look at as like, that was the moment mm-hmm. similar to like remembering getting the ring on a special day. Like this was the special day and like this is mar- a little marker. Right. So, yeah. That So that was Jesse's request, which I was happy to honor. Uh, the other request was that I uh, make the uh, time to call up her father and ask for his blessing. Uh, which I did, and that was a very nice exchange that we had on the Monday of this week. And actually, my there was a little uh, funny communications, modern communications-wise. I had been using earbuds prior, which were Bluetooth, and then I put them away. And then the first two times I tried to call him, they would go immediately to disconnect. And so, you know, I'm trying to, you know, make this thing happen. I wasn't, I wasn't really stressed about it in any way. Yeah, I but mean, you like have once a relationship, you, but it's like once you decide to make the call, you want to make sure that that just happens. Yeah. So the first two times it didn't go through, and then I, I didn't, I just kind of thought to myself, I wonder if like the headset is playing, you know, the Bluetooth headphones are playing any role in this. So I turned off Bluetooth, and then it immediately went through, and then at that point, uh, a bill. Uh, my uh, f- father-in-law to be to be, uh, <laughs> you know, answered the phone, uh, you know, as though he were taking a, a business call because he doesn't have my phone number in his phone. In the cell and phone. it also said uh, Northport, New York, which is not where I live. And it's not where I got the phone, but it's where my parents live. So there is this scenario where, like, maybe my parents are calling because something terrible has happened Oof. to either yeah. of us. And uh, and so I said, hey, it's Mike. I didn't even I didn't say Mike Varley. So he was a little disoriented by what was going on at first. But, you know, ultimately I was like, hey, uh, you know, I just want to call, you know, your your daughter uh, is very forward thinking, progressive lady, but she's also traditional in other ways. And so she asked that if ever we wanted to get married, uh, that I take the time to give you a call and ask for your blessing. And so 
uh, he was very touched. And, uh, you know, we had a five, 10 minute phone call and, uh, and that was very nice. And so the, the way was paved, but also the timer had now been set. Yep. You know, some, but there, there was now accountability at play here. And so I communicated uh, to him that I was thinking of Wednesday or Thursday of this week to make it happen, depending on the weather and several factors. So, you know, in January, we got the ring. So then Jesse was passively aware. I was passively aware. Uh, that something could happen. Now, <laughs> we had been talking about the engagement for longer, as Jesse mentioned. So I had kind of had a spot in mind based on the walks. In he, I'm not even really sure I need to look back at the evidence, uh, but either sometime in July or October, whenever we were walking through Queens, a yeah. Queens, it was well, a Queens it month. Either one of those, right? uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, it was a Queens month. I think maybe it was the end of July, I'm, but I'm not sure. I was walking and I ended up going down a wrong path. As I was talking to Jesse on the phone, it was a studio day for her. And I ended up in like a Long Island Railroad uh, depot, you know, like where all the trains are. And there was no talking my way like through, you know, they, they, they weren't going to let me do that. So I ended up finding myself near Willow Lake, which is a part of the Flushing Meadows Corona Park complex. It's the lowermost lake of that area there. And uh, around the lake is the Willow Lake Preserve. I hope I'm getting that right. I'm pretty sure I'm getting it right. And when it, whenever I was there, be it July or October, uh, it, was, it was really nice. There were like monarch butterflies flying around oh. and it was very sunny and, uh, you know, lots of uh, vegetation. It's a very reed-filled area and the water's right there. And I just kind of had it in the back of my head that like, oh, this is a place where it, it might be nice to, you know, uh, proposed to Jesse at I, I we're going to be seeing a lot of other areas. Maybe maybe there'll be something else, but I'll just keep this in the back of my head. And of course, the months passed, and uh, there wasn't any other area that I took a fancy to. So now we're approaching this week, and I decide, well, the days that Jesse is at the studio, I'll do some recon, you know, and like <laughs> see if this still makes sense. So on Monday or. I guess the same day that I, I spoke to, to Bill, I went to uh, the preserve again. And it is now in a very different state than <laughs> where it was when I was there previously, which is to say dead uh, with a little bit of growth, you know, finally starting to come in because we're, you know, turning the corner to spring. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, it was still uh, a nice area, lots of solitude uh, hidden away. And I got to the place where I thought first it would be nice to do it. And it was like all muddy and watery because it's been, you know, rainy and, you know, springtime. And the reeds are all like smashed down. And I was like, oh, I might need to rethink this whole thing. <laughs> and then I walked around the preserve a little more and I found another spot which had this tree that's kind of like growing from the bank over the water and there's reeds surrounding it on either side and then you can look out to where the lake is and it just felt very nice and to add to that after coming from one direction around the preserve you leave out the other when going that direction and there's a very long set of stone steps 
Mm-hmm. And also some like wooden blocks and basically just things that allow you to stay above the muck. <laughs> there's, yeah, it's there's... like all swampy and marshy. And so it's like, yeah, like a board. There's like pallets and stuff too, like yeah. and boards and logs. And yeah, really like cool. It was like a long trail. Yeah. Yeah. And so you took me in through that long trail. Ultimately, yes. And the but, you know, the, for, for those days that Jesse wasn't there, I spent a lot of time deliberating. Is this what I want to do? You know, because there's rain in the forecast. Is this place going to be flooded? You know, there's trash around here. So I had to like, I, I spent a couple of days like cleaning up trash around there. <laughs> Not, I mean, just just enough to make it the stage, the area a little bit. Um, but yeah, there was like there was a, a, an umbrella, like a dining umbrella that was there that I like moved out of the oh. way to make sure. There was also a kayak there too that was just there. It didn't have paddles. Has that been there the whole week? Yeah, it's been there the whole week. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, And so I basically just made sure that all the garbage bags and bottle caps and things like that were out of the area where things would be happening. Mm-hmm. But even then I was still like, uh, are we too close to the road? Is this going to work? I don't, I don't know. But, I, But ultimately I decided like, all right, I'm, this is the this is location A, and we're gonna just go through the week and see how it went. Yeah. And Wait, was there a location B? Uh, yeah. Oh. But I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you what that is. <laughs> okay. Maybe one day I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so curious now. Yeah. <laughs> I always gotta have a B, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, Wednesday was the first potential day, and. We walked down to the Botanic Gardens. We walked to the Brooklyn Gardens first. Mm-hmm. And we were having a really nice time. And uh, and I thought to myself, maybe I should have just brought the ring with me and, like, had it there. Uh, but then I was like, no, no, stick with your plan, whatever, <laughs> you know. And uh, then I thought, well, maybe when – because the, the way that this particular route works, we pass by our house or very close by. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe it could pick up the ring and then do what I intended to that day. But then I found out that our friend Nina was going to join us on the walk. Yeah. And it just didn't. I was like, no, this is fine. Just stick with Thursday. This is this is fine. And so, yeah, Wednesday came and went and we had a nice day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was that. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to Thursday. That's today. That's today. And we get up. And Jesse immediately is not in a great mood. I was just a little bit grumpy. <laughs> I just had like a tummy ache and like I was like tired and kind of sore. I mean, she wasn't know, taking it whatever. out on me. It's fine. But it, but it was already like, okay, great. Okay, we're going to have a nice day though. I mean, it is. Yeah, it, no, you were being like particularly like nice to me. Yeah. Which was... It was funny. I mean, thinking about it now, like I realized you were like laughing at, like not laughing at me, but like, like I was like, oh, my tummy hurts or whatever. And you were like, okay, like you were kind of laughing. And so I thought I was being like funny. So I kind of like leaned into the complaining a little bit because like I thought you thought I was funny, (laughs) but I think you were just like, okay, shut up. Well, like for instance, uh, Jesse was like, tell me a story, like take <laughs> take my mind off things, basically. I was like, oh, all the birds are singing. They're singing hello to you. And you were like, the birds are dead or something. Like, you were just like, 
Try a new story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were like, isn't it that it feels so clean after the rain? And I like immediately pointed to some trash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But like I wasn't being like I, no. it, I was fun. It was I think I was being funny. Yes. But, but there yeah, are was, many days yeah. where I could just get angry at that and then everything goes off the rails. Sure, so sure, I had to be sure, like, sure. Mm-hmm, yeah, 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 that's great. <laughs> sure. But uh, ultimately, we did find some discussion. I think we just started about tip, talking about tipping. Yeah, we talked about how waiters and waitresses could maybe have a better system for equal, like fair, like like fair payment every day yeah. kind of thing. For like a half hour, 45 minutes, which while. allowed Jesse to get out of whatever mind space yeah, no, that we was in. Great. That yeah. was fine. We yeah. went and got some, got some food to take, to take out, and I ate a little bit of my food, and then I carried the rest of it with me. That's right. So yeah. So that added to it. Well, yeah. There's so. I feel like you're jumping several I'm steps jumping ahead. I'm jumping a few steps ahead. Which, yeah. Look, if you're here, you're here for the whole story. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, we, I decided to take Jesse through Forest Hills, which we have walked through the neighborhood of Forest Hills, but not through the specific development that goes by the stadium to this point. And it's a beautiful area. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of tutory houses, uh, like, looks like real expensive, nice homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jesse, who, of course, is completely unaware of what is going on today, uh, we get through that area or start to go through that area. And she's like, oh, I, want, I have to take a phone call. Do you mind if I take a phone call? Yeah, which we'll talk about later because it was a phone call with a gardener from the Queen's Botanic Garden. Of course, yeah. So and I'm not going to say... Talk about that phone call later. No, don't take that phone call. Yeah. You need to pay attention to the things that are going on around you. So, we, you know, she's on the phone 10, 15, 20 minutes. And, like, we're getting... We're about to get to the part of the, the walk that, like, I want her to see. So I just start taking right turns, you know, uh, and Jesse is unaware of what's going on. <laughs> She's just still on the phone enjoying herself. And then I am able to get her off the phone. And then as soon as she gets off the phone, she starts texting one of her workers to talk about like work stuff. And I was like, could you just maybe get off the phone? Just, you know, just, you know, we're in this area that's new. And you were like, oh, OK. Yeah, you and were right. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. I'm missing the tutors. Yeah. Yeah. And then. I realized, like, at some point she was going to start texting on her phone again. So I was like, you know what? Just just finish your message. And she was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, just just do it. I was like, don't lose it. Don't just, you know. Um, and, yeah, so that was, you know, cr- you were able to look up from your phone after yeah, that. Yeah. And we saw that area. And, like, you know, that area around the stadium is just, yeah, it's really nice. They have that, like, kind of courtyardy area where the train tracks are. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So at that point, then Jesse wanted some food, uh, which ended up being a really nice bookend to the engagement ring purchase because we ended up meeting another eccentric old man. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the place? I, I can look real quick. Yeah. So Jesse wanted to get some food and she saw a like meat and cheese Yeah, I saw store. something that said artisan cheeses and I was interested. Yeah. So she went in there and it's, you know, like a store like olives and uh, different cheeses and like a bunch of different deli salads as well. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, you know, an amalgamation of like the classic meat and cheese store with a deli vibe as yeah. well. It was called Mr. Vino's Cucina. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we were we were in there and I was asking him about, you know, what 
does any of the food have gluten or wheat? And he heard gluten or meat. And then I had to explain, no, it's wheat. No, I can't eat wheat. I like meat. I'll take the meat. I don't want the wheat. <laughs> so we had this like funny, cause like, you know, whatever. It's always hard to understand me. And then also with the mask and whatnot. And so then he pointed out every single thing that I could possibly eat. And he, I picked and he was scooping it up and was like, what is that on your head? What's the what's the because we were thing? both wearing the hats. we were both wearing the highly violet hats and so i explained what we were doing and mike pulled out a sticker and he was immediately like wow that's really cool oh my gosh wow you must be having such a good time this is such a great project like he was so excited and then he was like i'm putting the sticker in the window i'm gonna tape it up though so that the window washer doesn't wash it off i'll put it on the inside so that it stays safe and he like put it right above like where it lists all the credit cards that can be used in the store so yeah um which it was just like so nice and yeah i think put both of us in a nice mood yeah no it was I mean, great we're already in a fine mood but yeah it was like very cute yeah and jesse as she said was very hungry and decided to order a pound worth of food <laughs> but I, so she, she got a bunch of german potato salad in a half pound container and then she had a the eggplant what is it? Caponata or something. No, look it up now okay. if we've already. <laughs> caponata. Yes, eggplant caponata. Yeah. So she was also getting a half pound of this, you know, soupy, sweet eggplant, like ratatouille type thing. And I, I told the guy, I was like, no, no, she doesn't want that much. But, and Jesse's like, are you sure? And I was like, no, you don't want, look how much food that is. And so we asked him to take some out, and she still got like a significant portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was of, still probably a quarter pound. Yeah. And so, of course, this, you know, I went to a Boston market across the street to get, basically to use the restroom, but also to get like a small thing of mac and cheese. And then, as we normally do, we just eat outside. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a pandemic. Yeah. And I realized that, like, I'm not nervous, but I don't want to eat this and then do this. So like I have this, they, the word, the Boston market like has these discs for their yeah. dishes. So like, I'm just kind of holding it. Just like, you're not going to eat. And I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not really hungry yet. So I just like put it in my pocket. <laughs> and then Jesse eats her German potato salad and is immediately like, I'm full now. I'm, I don't want any more food and I'm cold. Why is it so cold today, Mike? I can't believe it's cold. And I'm like, oh God, I told you, you should wear, we, we should get a colder, ja we should get a warmer jacket. You should wear, you know, and uh, and so she's got now this eggplant thing <laughs> that's like, you know, it's like a softball. She's holding it and it's inside a paper bag. And so she's carrying this and it I'm like- It didn't fit in any of my pockets. No, it didn't fit in any of the pockets. So she's just walking around and the, for the rest of the day was carrying that basically. Yeah. I didn't mind. I mean, I wasn't uncomfortable. I no. was like, oh well, I'll eat this later. No, absolutely. Probably want this in a few hours. Yeah, but it does make for a funny accessory to be carrying around yeah. when you're about to be proposed to. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So from there, we went to the Willow Lake Preserve, which is only about 10 minutes away from that location. And we went down the step way, you know, the, uh, the sl stone slab way. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesse is um, immediately very happy. She says, very cool place. I was like, all right, this yeah, is good. I mean, we're still dealing with an overcast sky situation. It was a little well, it was misty. Like rainy earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal conditions, but it was actually getting sunny, yeah. which I was very keen to note immediately. Like, oh, isn't this nice? Oh, all these things are very good. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had told Jesse 
earlier in the day, I was like, we should wear boots too. And Jesse was like, why? And, uh, and you kind of like stared at me. Like you seemed a little skeptical in the morning as to why oh, you should wear I boots. Oh, I just thought it's not raining and... Well, and then I was like, well, because we're going to the Botanic Gardens and, you know, like up in the Queen's Botanic Gardens, it's very like wet and slushy. You said in Flushing Meadows. You yeah. said in Flushing Meadows, it's after it rains. I feel like it's going to be really puddly. And that totally like threw me off course because Flushing Meadows does get real like... Yeah. The other day, it was there was like a whole, I'd say like a half mile that was flooded. Like yeah. It does get yeah. really wet. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I had thought this through. I thought yeah. all of it through. And so it was good because when we got to Willow Lake Preserve, of course, it was muddy because yeah. it had just rained. Oh, yeah. So that was not a problem at all. That was really one of two things that was really like potentially going to throw me off. Like if we got to a place where we had to walk through mud and Jesse was not satisfied with the fact that her <laughs> shoes were all dirty. And then the other thing being, were there going to be people where this was going to happen? And fortunately, I mean, it already is a pretty solitary space, yeah. but fortunately, nobody came through for like 10 or 15 minutes until no. we had walked, you know, continued our path along. Then we saw like a person We or two. saw one person on the way in. Yeah. And I noticed you like kind of looking at him like just, I don't know, I guess you must have been like oh, man, is this guy going to, like, walk this way? Like, I don't know what you were thinking, but I noticed you looking at him, and then I got kind of scared because <laughs> it was, like, this was so isolated and, like, near the highway and, like, a preserve I'd never heard of before. I don't know. I was just, the further we got in, I was, like, was that guy that Mike was looking at, like, is he going to come kill us or something? Like, I started thinking that a little bit, but it was still, like, I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I didn't think he was going to follow us, but I, I was like, why are you here? Because it was just a man smoking a cigarette at like the top of the trail. Like it was yeah. it was very unusual he for him to be out there. He must have gone for a walk or something and then just been finishing his walk yeah. with the cigarette. Or, yeah. But after that, you know, we just walked down the path. It was kind of surreal because I knew it was happening. Jesse didn't know it was happening. And we were enjoying ourselves and we got to this place and Jesse had the reaction that I desired, which was that this is really nice and mm -hmm. I'm enjoying that I was here. And I didn't really waste any time at that point. Uh, you know, I we, we took the opportunity to look and see the water. And then I took out a tea towel that Jesse had tie-dyed. No, it's Brett's mom that tie-dyed that. Oh, really? That one in particular. Oh, yeah. really? That's mm -hmm. interesting. I, I did not know that. That makes, that makes sense, though. So, yeah, our friend Brett's mother had died this and he gave it to us as a gift for staying here, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I pulled it out and Jesse was like, huh, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought he was going to like put it on the ground for us to sit on. And I was like, that's no, interesting. Idea. It wouldn't be enough for one of us to sit on. <laughs> and so I put it down on the ground and then uh, Jesse was like, what? And then I got down <laughs> on one knee and she was like, oh. <laughs> pretty good yeah that's probably what and then doing. uh yeah so i i took out the ring box and i said to jesse that i want to spend the rest of our lives finding all the secret spots with you yeah yeah and then i asked if she would marry me i explicitly said that to make sure that i was fulfilling all the obligations that it was clear yes yeah and total she, clarity and she said that's right <laughs> total clarity and then she said yes and then that's that and that's the whole story and then we got married 
<laughs> we got married right there. I actually had uh, an Elvis uh, uh, priest right there, and he did it right away. Yeah. No, that's no, not that's true. Not I know that might that be in the realm the of possibility, oh but that's not it. actually. It's not actually. Strike that from the record. Yeah. We did not. We just got engaged today. Yeah. And then that. Then I noticed that canoe, and I was like, "Are we going to get on that canoe and paddle away, Mike?" <laughs> It's not an unreasonable not thing. I, we, if, I, if there had been a paddle there for some reason, maybe we would have tooled it around in it. It was a little too cold still. Yeah. And a little, that would have gotten a little too wet, probably. Probably. But like maybe it would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe another time. Yeah. And so I think that's, that covers that yeah, aspect the of the story. Yeah, that's the story. So, well, we're excited. We should probably there. They should probably do some video of the ring. I think. I mean, Jesse's been wearing oh, it. Oh yeah, so, you might be able to see it. But we'll we'll do an inset because I'm sure people are very interested in that. That seems to be a thing that people like to see. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're happy with it. It's you know something. I that, mean, yeah, we really talked up shinies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that part of the story. The question that often comes after you say, "Oh, I got engaged," is, "Oh, do you know when you're gonna have the wedding?" And so, yes, we, <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, we are going to get married on the final day of our walking project, which is June 20th, 2021. Mm -hmm. And it marks, we started the project June 21st, 2020. So it marks one full year of walking. And at that point, it'll be 7,000 miles that we've walked together. And it's also a Sunday. And it's the summer solstice. So for us, all of those points are really important and exciting and feel like all these special parts of our lives coming together and merging. And it seems like the perfect day to merge yeah. into each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we know that there's like a lot of variables at play here. I mean, we still have to consider everything related to the pandemic and people's personal safety and people's personal comfort level. Yeah. Uh, it's also Father's Day that day we've noticed and yeah. we've got a lot of friends that are first time dads and we mm -hmm. wanna respect that. It's also the final day of the Masters for any golf fans out there. So, oh, didn't you know, realize that. Yeah, so there's wow. a lot of things going there's on in the world. There's a lot of things going on but in the world. But for us, this is a day that feels really special because it feels like something that really ties together a lot of things. And it is the first day that really clicked for us whenever we talked about having a wedding and being married. Yeah. And so we want to pursue that. We want to honor that and, and have a great experience with whoever feels comfortable or interested in showing up. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a very nice day. So yeah, so June twenty. Th that's a t that's basically your first idea of save the date. Yeah. We got a lot of other ideas for what that day is going to look like. Uh, spoiler: not going to be conventional. But oh, who would have thought? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, we we do hope it's going to be something that's fun and simpler than um, a lot of other weddings in some ways. Yeah. And maybe more complicated than others, but definitely something <laughs> that ideally will fit within our bandwidth of still walking five marathons a week right. until the end of the season. So, right, exactly. Yeah. And now that this is part of our lives officially and formally and whatnot, I'm sure we'll talk about it maybe a couple more times on here 
And yeah, stay tuned for that if that's something that, you know, whoever happens to be listening or watching, if that's something that you want to hear about, then, uh, you know, you'll hear about it here. That's right. <laughs> you'll hear it here first. So let's move on to the project portion of yes. our podcast. Yeah, let's and talk. Let's talk about our our regularly, our regular program. Let's get back right. to our regular. Let's talk about something we talk about every five weeks. In fact, oh, and that is our mileage report. I love the mileage report. She loves. I don't know if anyone else loves report. the mileage report, but I love the mileage report. That's right. Would this you... time, Mike did the mileage report. I've been doing. The research for it a lot lately, or well, I think I did the last three. Yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah. And, but this time Mike is going to do it. That's right. We are going to some major cities this week, oh. and it gets harder and harder each week to determine the mileage distance. We really got to uh, get a little more liberal with what each week means in terms of yeah. mileage. So for those that are just seeing this for the first time, where you been? There's like five of these already. There's a lot of them. I'll probably, in this segment, put a little card that you can go back to the prior one because that's what I've done previously. So Great. if you want to hear them, just click that when it shows up. The premise is how to what city we could have gone to if we were walking all of this distance back to back to back to back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this is now weeks 36 through 40 of where we could have gone. These are all as the crow flies distances, right. which means that if we could walk on air, uh, where we could have gone to. Yeah. And so we have three South American locations and two European locations. Oh, yeah. all right. Let's get there. Week 36, we will have walked or we have walked 4,716 miles. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh. Yeah. Which... I think would be a fun place to visit. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Week 37, 4,847 miles. Athens, Greece. So that's that, what? Where the marathon originated? No, that was in, that was in England with, I, the, with the queen. Okay, so marathon Greece is what it's named after. Ah. And I believe it was a run to Athens. Perfect. The distance, not actually derived from that. Right. Derived from the Olympics and London. Gotcha. That you're just, that, that's what you're referencing. I mashed up a couple of things. Yeah, but yeah, it's all good. Related. Yeah. But cool. yeah, I, I didn't even think of that when I pulled that. You were just looking for a big city. Yeah. And I, I should say that that is... 4,921 miles away, and uh, week 37 weeks would be 4,847 miles away. So we have to go a little bit further. Okay. But we've covered it. Don't okay, worry. Okay, yes, we have. And then similarly with Sao Paulo, um, it's a little bit longer, which uh, it was 4,773 miles. Oh. We would have traveled 4,716 miles. Oh, Just for all the sticklers out there. Yeah, that's it's close. Though. Yeah. Now, we are going week 38. We are going 4,978 miles, so okay. just under 5,000 yeah. through 38 weeks. Okay. And just over 5,000 at 5,011 miles, Istanbul, Turkey. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're getting really far. Yeah, and that reminds me of that song. I don't know, is it? Oh, boy. If it's not They Might Be Giants, I'm not sure who it is. But the song Istanbul or Constantinople. Oh, uh-huh. Which references even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Do you That's know this song at all? That's a line in the yeah. song? Yeah, yeah. Istanbul or Constantinople. Istanbul, oh, Constantinople. yeah, I do know that song. Yeah. And it, it references New York? It does. Wow. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. Guess they liked it better that way. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Was Istanbul once called Constantinople? Con Constantinople, yeah. Const After Constantine. Con Constantinople. Yeah. yeah. These are, this is a very fact-filled mileage report this week. <laughs> so we've got uh, one South American, two European, we're going back to South America for the last two. Yeah. Week 39, we have walked 5,109 miles. Okay. And 5,125 miles okay. from New York City, so just a little bit uh, further. Further. Yeah. Is Santiago, Chile. Oh, that's really far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, the numbers are getting bigger, so of course it's getting further away. Yeah. Is that all the way down at the tip? I believe it is lower, yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's all the way at the tip, but it's the, the lower portion. Wow. Yeah. Uh, another city that I would like to visit at some point. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. And coming in at week 40, uh -huh. 5,240 miles walked. 5,295 miles away. So again, a, l a little bit over. Sure, that's your thing. That's my thing this week. <laughs> Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so this week, five big cities managed are, to find. Those are five big cities. Might even be, I don't know, we'd have to go back and see, but like might be if we had to choose a group of five cities to visit based on our mileage report. Yeah. Which maybe, I don't know, maybe that'll have to be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, I might want to visit this chunk of five the most. Well, this is a good chunk because it's, they're all very recognizable, you know? I don't feel like I know really very much about any of those five, but I've like certainly heard of them many right. times. And they're probably places that have airports that we could easily fly into. And yeah, some of the other places that we've picked are really out there, like just not well known at all yeah yeah which also would be fun yeah but one yeah. uh one little note that i wanted to end on that i thought was really interesting so i'm looking around trying to find uh different cities and i'm finding some and you know some are some are too short some are too long and you know i'll find one and then I'll think, okay, well, I just need to look a little bit further west mm -hmm. in order to, or a little bit further east. Yeah. I mean, in this week, it so happened to be uh, west. Yeah. And it turns out that that's not how the planet works. Yeah. Which is really strange. So you pick one that's further west, but if it's further north, it ends up being less miles. Yeah, it's really confusing. So it, it was it was just funny to like I I'm not sure like I picked Athens and then I wanted to go to Moscow or I, there was some other city I forget yeah. which one it was but then it was like considerably shorter yeah. even though it was further west even just like when you're moving the dot like 
when it's still actually walking directions and you just move it a little bit, which looks like it would maybe be 50 miles or something. Sometimes it jumps like a thousand miles. Yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but like a few hundred. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's weird. It really throws me off. Yeah. I guess because the earth is round. It turns out. Yeah. This is how you know for sure. That's right. This the is I was report. I was a flat earther before this. I got to be honest. <laughs> Strike that from the record. Also not true. <laughs> that's right. I'm not a flat earther. No. Uh, but that's it. That's this week's mileage report. Yeah. And we have one more thing to talk about. Well, what's that? Our walk this week. Oh, OK. I wasn't sure where she was going with that. But oh. yes, of course, we have to talk about the thing that we typically talk about. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So we walked from our home to the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens and then up to the Queens Botanic Gardens mm-hmm. uh, every day this week. Yeah, we called it Dueling Botanic Gardens. That's right. And that's the title of this episode. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it, really it. I think we learned a lot. We didn't really hit the peak. No, we thought we would and we didn't. No. Um, which I think is you just can't predict these things. Like there's a well, general idea. Well, we tried because this of, is supposed yeah. to be the week. Well, yeah, but like it's a sort of a general idea of like, yeah, everything should be blooming like end of March or early April is when it happens, the early spring. But like it's also dependent on all the weather patterns and all just like what the plants are feeling or, you know, it's so dependent on so many things that yeah. can't be perfectly predicted. Yeah. One thing I would like to know is if all the winter snow we had this year perhaps impacted the timeline. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. We had need to talk to a professional about that. I should that. have asked the guy yeah. who I talked to today. Yeah. yeah. I spoke to a person named Colin from the Queens Botanic Garden and he was so helpful to explain how some of the plants worked and suggest things for us to see and talked about you know how queen's botanic garden does their their gardening and he's a gardener there so any any sort of fact that i bring up from queen's uh botanic garden probably came from him yeah well let's talk about the queen's one first okay why uh so the queen's one is um let's see how do i describe the queen's one well it was formed from the world's fair for starters, the yeah. earlier one, right? The yeah, 19, yeah, the first one. Yeah, the, the 1939-1940 World's Fair. Yeah. And there's two big trees. I'm going to look at my notes because I don't want to say something wrong here. <laughs> there were two blue atlas cedars mm-hmm. in the very front when you walk in right off of Main Street. And those are the first, those were put there for the World's Fair in 1939. Right. And then the Botanic Garden sort of ended up being built in that same area after. So that's like around when they started planning for it. But then it was made, officially made into a garden just shortly after that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, according to Colin, who Jesse talked to, his perspective on it was that it's a, a much more DIY botanic garden than its counterpart in Brooklyn. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that go into that. Um, 
for one, the Queens has just less gardeners and each gardener has more acreage that they're in charge of. So each gardener at the Queens Botanic Garden is in charge of 10 acres of the garden and in charge of means curation of like what it's going to look like and then tending to it and maintaining it. I didn't ask if they have like if each gardener has a team. I'm not sure exactly how that works out, but mm -hmm. um, I really liked that portion of it that the the gardeners have curation control too, like yeah. that there's creative control over what it looks like. And it sounded like each season ends up being slightly different because of, you know, what the gardener is thinking is appropriate for the next, the next season. And, um, but because 10 acres, so, so the difference at Brooklyn Botanic Garden, each gardener is in charge of two acres. Yeah. So what that ends up meaning at Queens is that there's, it's just a lot to cover for one person, I think. So there's these areas that are wild forest, um, which are really nice. It's like, it's not as dense as you might think a forest is, but it there's lots of trees and there's like sort of partially low grass, partially high wild, not super high, but like a couple inches, these like cute little like hairs of grass that stay like little I don't know if I'm describing it well it's hard to describe just like with words but um like these like small little like patches that sort of lift up mm -hmm. like they look like little grass plants they were cute do you know what I'm talking about no. did you notice them no I didn't okay well <laughs> I noticed them out in that area um out there there's also like a composting area it looked like some places where they had like a small farm. Yeah. I didn't see any animals, but some kind of like farming area. There was some beekeeping. Um, it seemed like really like a lot of community involvement opportunities as well. Yeah. There, I mean, I want to just continue a little bit of what you were saying about the structure because I found it really interesting. Mm. The There's 10 acres per gardener at the Queens Botanic Gardens. Mm -hmm. But then there's also kind of a director level structure as well, right? So at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, there are directors in charge of each area. So like if you go to BBG, there's very clear like designated sections. So there's like the section over near the greenhouses. And then there's like the section where there's like the Japanese garden and there's the section um, where there's the cherry blossoms and there's, and it's like very clearly marked. And so I guess each one of those sections has a director and then under the director are gardeners. And so the director curates what it's going to look like yeah. and then sort of tells the gardeners what to do. Yeah. Whereas over at Queens, it seems like there's not, I, and I hope I'm getting this right because I'm also, you know, we're playing a game of telephone literally. Yeah. Um, and I don't know anything about this world going into it. So I hope I'm like catching it all right. But it sounds like then at Queens, there's maybe no director or maybe there's 
more of a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. And then that's why the gardeners have like creative control as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just different. So it means that at Queens there's if you're working as a gardener in the same same position title and like level at Queens you're in charge of curating what you're doing and then doing it yeah. and at Brooklyn you're being given a direction like yeah. given a blueprint for where all the plants are to go and right. how many and and whatnot and then you just follow that and make yeah. it happen yeah yeah I thought that was really interesting because I didn't really consider how any of that would happen. But it, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, that's just a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of design that goes into planting all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was really cool about the Queen's Botanical Garden is that they are – it's really important to them to do everything um, like naturally and organically. And so they don't use pesticides or chemicals, and which also contributes to sort of the more wild feel mm -hmm. because the plants are grow. You know, there might be a few more weeds here and there, and the the rose bushes, for example. Colin was saying that the past couple of weeks he's been trimming those back, and I asked, "What does that do? Like, why do you do that?" Um, Apparently, rose plants, rose bushes, are really prone to all sorts of like diseases and infections. They're 10,000 years old. The cultivation of roses stretches back that far. It comes from Asia, East Asia in particular, and China mostly. And then because it's something that's been done for so long, the practices of cultivation are pretty well figured out without using chemicals or pesticides. There's yeah. like very clear, like if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this will happen kind of thing. And so one thing that you can do to keep them healthy is that over the winter, a lot of like the diseases that would get into roses sort of like set in and because they're not blooming, they, it like grows in one place. I think is what he was saying. And so before it starts to bloom, you can trim back the plant and it make it gets back to the point where it's like healthiest. Mm. And then the blooms come from that healthy spot. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that rose bushes generally always look kind of brambly. Oh, you know, they're yeah. they're always they always seem kind of nude. Hmm. Except for where the roses themselves are. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that was interesting to, to learn about from him. Yeah. As far as the space itself, uh, we happened to be going there every day for free except for the last day because I don't know when it starts, but it ends March 31st. The, the park is free. Yeah, and I think it was for the whole winter season and then, you know, plus a couple weeks, I guess. Right. Yeah. So on April 1st, we uh, paid $6 each to get in and which was, you know, very reasonable. Yeah. The This is kind of similar to last week in that we spent less time 
in the area than we might have otherwise because we need to keep walking. Mm -hmm. Much like last week with the museums, we just needed to keep walking. Right. So I think with the botanic gardens, especially because we were sort of pre-peak bloom, we weren't stopping as much like we were enjoying it and looking around but there wasn't as much like in the museums where like each painting is very clearly framed um with the botanic gardens you're more like in an environment so we were still probably moving faster through there but once you've like looped it a couple times it's like okay, yeah time to go yeah so the, our last day there the first payday was comparatively empty mm -hmm. to the other days that we were there. The, I think the environment would probably be the same, but I'm not 100% certain. It felt very community, local community oriented. Didn't feel like there was a lot of destination travel to yeah. the area. So because it's near Flushing, there was a high percentage of older Asian adults that were there uh, enjoying the space. A lot of Tai Chi and other movement exercises yeah. happening. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect place to do that. You yeah. know, it's beautiful. It was pretty quiet. Even, I mean, you said today was more empty compared to other days. But the other day, it, like, at no point did it feel crowded, which its neighbor, Flushing Park, often feels crowded. Yeah. So this is like this really nice, quiet space, which, yeah, yeah. it makes sense to go and, and walk and do, do movement. Yeah, and Colin was suggesting that he felt there was a very active community participation yeah. in the space. Yeah, yeah, but, he did, he said that um, a lot of, like on volunteer days, a lot of people come out and a lot of people from the neighborhood are, or the community, surrounding community, are involved and, you know, are there frequently and just, just, just involved in general in, like, what's going on and checking in and seeing the plants and learning about the plants and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, we know, Jesse started talking about some of the features of the park. We had the two trees that were there from the mm -hmm. World's Fair start. Oh, yeah. There's also a tree there that is one of a, a dying breed. I don't know if he, I can't even really say. Yeah, we, he said he called it extinct. Yeah, which is interesting because obviously we saw it and it's alive. And like when you think of like, you know, you would never call an animal extinct, even if there's only one left in a zoo somewhere. Yeah. So it's like interesting to use that terminology. But I trust that that's right. Yeah. Um, and it's called the Franklinia altahama. Yeah. I don't trust that I'm saying that correctly. Um, it is a tree that was found growing in Georgia by someone named John Bartram, who seems to be like a pretty well-known tree person. I don't know what the correct term for what he, you know, what know he does. I don't know if botanist would be correct botanist in this Botanist maybe point. is correct, yeah. But someone from the past that was really involved in plants, something mm -hmm. to do with plants. Um, anyone of our friends or anyone that doesn't know us that wants to correct me on my terminology, feel free. Um, <laughs> but so he 
uh, brought this or brought a clipping of this back up north and the clippings of the tree sort of got passed around and so there's a handful of places that have one of these trees yeah and queen's botanic garden is one of those places yeah yeah and so we tried our best to find what we thought was the tree i think we found it there are the for whatever reason some of the trees were tagged with what they are and some of them weren't and so we found, I mean, our instructions given were, look for the tree that looks dead. <laughs> Don't worry, it's sleeping. And... <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, it was, yeah, look for the perennial garden. Look across in that area. There's a, like, really blooming yellow fl- floral tree. And then right across from that is this tree that looks dead. But, yes, <laughs> don't worry, it's just sleeping. Um, I guess it's like, yeah, it's just, it's still in the winter season and soon it'll sort of bloom again. Yeah. So there was one tree that looked dead and then we looked for the tree online and it seemed like the tree online was a lot smaller. Yeah. So then we looked again and saw another tree that looked dead. Yeah. And... That looked like more dead. Well, the first tree that we found that we thought looked dead, we were like, I guess that looks dead, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then we saw this other one and we we're like, that looks dead too. So I'm going to show you the video of what we think it is. Yeah. You know. I should probably send it. Maybe we can send it to Colin and get confirmation too later. Maybe. But this will that'll be after. So whatever. Yeah. Maybe there will be a note. Maybe we'll mention it. Or we'll, we'll, we'll see. S- yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. You'll see. Uh, future you knows more than present me. Right. So, but yeah, we did a little sleuthing and this is the best we came up with. Yeah. 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 So I think we saw the extinct tree. Yeah. But I like, I mean, regardless of whether we actually saw the extinct tree or not, maybe we'll go back if, if it was the wrong tree, maybe we'll go back for the extinct tree. But I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that Queens is repping some extinct trees up there. Yeah. Yeah. And so in addition to that, they have this, uh, they have a fragrance path, Uh which was nice to walk through. I could smell a little bit, uh, but not, not everything. Yeah. Uh, Jessie can't smell anything for, Uh. for reasons that she doesn't have a sense of smell. Yeah. Uh, I did try. Yeah. Nothing got in. Yeah. And there were flowers there. I mean, it was pretty. The fragrant path was was the most bloomed yeah. of the areas. Yeah, in the Queen's Garden, that's yeah. for sure. There was also one cherry tree in bloom. Yeah, in which we went and checked out. That or was two. There. there were two. There was there was a couple of them there, yeah. And so we we got some footage of that. I, I don't know if we'll be back to the Queen's one anytime soon, just because I don't think it uh, intersects with anything. Yeah, and it's a little bit, I mean, just in general, it's pretty far. Like, it's nine miles, I think, from our house. Something like that. So, which, I mean, of course, that's not, that's fine for us to walk. Yeah. But it to, like, add it to a day would probably make any of our mileage go over. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that maybe on the stadium walk we'll go by, if it makes sense. Oh, maybe, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But... Otherwise, highly recommended though. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great. I would definitely go back again. Yeah. It, yeah, and I don't know what else is there. I think I mean there was there's a wedding garden area, mm-hmm. uh, which 
we it seems like it's currently off limits it looked like someone was actually working in there yeah. today yeah so i'm not sure if the door was just closed because they were working or yeah or yeah. if it was like maybe they only open it for weddings i'm not sure on that yeah and then we, there yeah go on what were you gonna say well i this is kind of a tangent a little bit we'll find out but we left a penguin there that's what i was gonna say Go on. I'm going to find the name of what the, the whole story. Okay. So about two, uh, the beginning of the week. Yeah. We Sunday. Yeah. For this or Saturday, this particular, this particular week we walked Sunday or Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's right. So on Saturday, the first day of this week's walk, we were on our way home from the Queens Botanic Garden. We had done Brooklyn first, went out to Queens and then came home. And we were walking through Middle Village and for some reason we just stopped on the sidewalk. I don't know if we had to stretch or something. And there was this little penguin mm -hmm. on someone's, like the half wall kind of thing that's in front of some people's houses. Mm -hmm. And Mike picked it up and I was like, why are you picking? Like, it was so weird that you picked up this penguin and like looked, inspected it. But, I mean, it wasn't, it was fine. It was good. But like, it was surprising because you're not often like picking up things from the sidewalk, especially things, it like, looked like a toy. It looked like a child's toy. It was toy. more or less at the level of my hand. Yeah. And also, I wasn't sure if it was plastic or a rock. I was just curious. Yeah, you were curious if it was plastic or a rock. Turned out it was a rock. And when you picked it up, it had like a little note on the bottom. Yes. It said, if found, please take a photo and post in Facebook group, Queens, New York, Hope Rocks. Keep or rehide. Yeah. And so we took it and we rehid it and we hid it in the Botanic Garden in Queens. That's right. And not only that, we took a picture of it with Jesse's ring. <laughs> we ended up putting it on the penguin as though it were a tiara. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. And so... But we didn't hide, like, okay, when it's a little bit confusing that it says please hide because I don't think anyone would find it if you, if you like, actually hit it, you know? Like, right. you want it to be viewable. Right. So we didn't actually hide. We just, like, put it somewhere where someone else would find it easily. That's correct. Yeah. And so you know, tomorrow or whenever I'm going to post on the Facebook group and let people know the story of what we're doing and yeah. what, you know, how we found it. And it was, you know, I've already been on the page and I actually saw there's like a history of this rock. You know, there's the day that it was painted by somebody in the group. Then there's another message on the Facebook group saying that, Oh, I hit all the rocks in Middle Village. Yeah. And that was like one day prior. So we found it pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was nice because Jesse, again, didn't know what this day held for us. And I, you know, she brought it along. She she saw. So it was kind of like a nice thing that she could contribute to yeah. the day. So when she found out, then it was, you know, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had kind of forgotten about it. And I... Put it in my pocket this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was nice to know. I, oh man, I wish we had brought this up in the segment when we were talking about the engagement, but it's also, we're on Thursday, April 1st. Oh, right. Yeah. It's 2021. Like a day. Yes. So 
the proposal happened on April Fool's. Yeah. Yeah, you can make up that if you wish. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's it for the Queen's Garden. Yeah, let, well, let me consult my note real quick and just make sure we're not leaving anything um, really exciting out. Oh, we are. Okay. So the Queen's Botanic Garden is similar to, I think we've mentioned this about Flushing Meadows in the past, but it's built on a coal ash dump which is the same coal ash dump that's referred to in The Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. And coal ash has a lot of lime in it, which is a alkaline that, that creates alkaline soil. Mm -hmm. And most of the plants that thrive in the Northeast thrive in acidic soil. Mm -hmm. And so that presents an interesting challenge for the gardeners at the Botanic Garden, where they either have to try to slightly modify the soil with sulfur, which Colin said occasionally they'll do that, but more often they actually have to search for plants that thrive in an alkaline environment or hope that the plants that they plant will adapt or maybe coax them to adapt mm -hmm. from acidic preference to alkaline preference. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, you can change plants so much Right. So um, I'm sure that's a compelling experiment for them to, to run. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's Queens. That's Queens. Let's go to Brooklyn. Let's go to Brooklyn, okay. Brooklyn Botanic Gardens is great also for yeah. a lot of reasons. One of them is that it's comparatively close to our home. That is a draw. Yeah. yeah. And we got a membership. Yeah. We ended up getting a dual membership because it was more affordable than paying for admission for this week. Right. And I think it's going to be one that we're going to be walking to both past this project, but also as our goal is to reach 7,000 miles, mm -hmm. we do have some extra mileage we need to do in order yeah. to get there. So we'll probably be walking there, which is an hour. Right. And that's about three miles walking around for maybe an hour and then walking home. Totally. And that's, you know, a solid eight to 10 miles. Right. Especially because we did end up going to these gardens slightly pre-bloom. Right. So we're probably going to want to go back and see it in full bloom. Yeah. And definitely want to see the cherry blossoms. And also in May, we're going to be back in Brooklyn for the whole month. And so we might even just on our walks want to pop in and see what's popping. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. But what did we think of the garden? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Similarly to what we said about the Queen's Garden, yeah. not everything is in full swing yet. Mm -hmm. There were some areas that were uh, more advanced, including the Magnolia area. Right. Which yeah, had some. That was nice. Yeah, it had some uh, magnolia uh, trees blooming which are there's something like a hundred millions of years old wasn't it like 125 million years old something like that I don't remember. you don't remember it's a it's basically like a, a you know a tree of a, a another era entirely yeah. and there were some i think no maybe it was all magnolias in there but there I, were some pink ones that yeah made i think me they were think just different that, color magnolias yeah yeah and so in a couple of weeks those I think those must get earlier than the cherry blossoms, at yeah. least this year. Yeah. Um, and and that... the daffodils were blooming mm -hmm. in both in both gardens, mm -hmm. and yeah, a couple little flowers here and there. Mm -hmm. 
There were also the, these massive greenhouses at the Brooklyn Garden where you couldn't go into them right now, I think because of COVID, but maybe also, maybe, I don't know if you can ever go into them. I believe you can, but, okay. you know, it's been a while since I'd been yeah. to the gardens. Jesse had never been. Yeah, I'd never been there. And it's been a long time for me, seven or eight years probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, for a long time, thought that the Brooklyn Botanic Garden was just in Prospect Park somewhere. So I had a couple times, I like, should I, should I even be saying this? Yeah. Uh, a couple times I wanted to go see the cherry trees mm -hmm. and I went to Prospect Park and walked around for quite some time looking for the cherry trees and just like didn't, like found a lot of other pretty things but never found the botanic garden and then just would go home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to realize now that it's a separate thing. Yeah. And to have a membership so I can go see the cherry trees. Yeah. But um, yeah. What were we saying? The the greenhouses. The greenhouses. They look very cool. There's like different biomes in each one. Yeah. Uh, like a desert one and a tropical one. And... Right. And because they're greenhouses, they're completely glass. Yeah. So you can see in. Yeah. Even if you can't go in, you can like peek in and yeah. see everything. Yeah. And so that's cool. There, I mean, there are an, more distinct sections there yeah. than in the Queens one. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Queens one has distinct sections as well, but in the Brooklyn one, it feels like you're really, like, they're really fully separate. Like, you go down a little path and make a turn, and then you're, like, in this area. Yeah. And then you leave, you know, you physically leave it. Whereas at Queens, you're sort of like, here's a bed to your right that is like where all of this thing is. And then maybe over here, there's another area, like, but it's all kind of like eye level. Yeah. And then, yeah, in, in the Brooklyn one, you're really like, it feels like you're exploring. Yeah. Yeah, it also feels like there, there is more intention behind the different acreage, which makes it sound like that the Queens one somehow is unintentioned. I don't know. It, the the There's just a lot more kind of what appears to be wild growth in Queens. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not wild. Which I think it is, is yeah. intentioned. Yeah. But it's, I would say the Brooklyn one is just more, is like fully manicured. Yeah. Whereas in Queens, part of what they do is let, let certain areas be more forest and slightly more natural and yeah. probably less manicured. Well, like in the Queens one, for instance, I don't know if this is all year round, but certainly for the part that we were there, there was a lot of water in a lower spot mm. because that's, I guess, naturally what would be happening. Sure. And there's nothing like that at Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I imagine that would be you know, manicured out of right. the experience. Right, someone would probably come with a... Well, they probably just put more vacuum. earth there. And like, oh, you know, or right, just... like make, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the solution would be, but there would definitely be a solution. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say the Brooklyn Botanic Garden definitely feels more, like, corporate. Like I mean, it... there's, more, there's more money <laughs> it's in more... these surrounding areas. Yeah, and in the garden itself. Like, yeah. it's getting more money from yeah. whoever funds the gardens. Yeah. I mean, it's right next to the Brooklyn Museum. It's right next to Prospect Park. Yeah. It's, it's also, I think the tickets, the ticket cost for the Brooklyn Botanic Garden is $18. Yeah. 
a person, whereas it's six at Queens. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that that is reflected in the degree of polish to all the acreage that's there, I yeah. think. And in addition to uh, that, there's like a kind of a, a wooded area, like natural plant wooded area as well. Mm -hmm. That's more like foresty. There is a significant rose garden area. Nothing is... Right. Nothing uh, was blooming, but oh, no. yeah. Um, yeah, like so many different species. Yeah. Or types of roses. Yeah. And they all have funny they names. They all have different names. Yeah. yeah I think there were like hun over a hundred oh, species than that. more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many, but definitely over a hundred based on how packed they were. Yeah. Um, it probably, there was a sign somewhere that probably said how many there were. But... There was a sign when we first walked in and I read it out loud to you and I don't remember what it said. <laughs> it was definitely more than a hundred. Yeah. Um, but there, there's that area and then uh, there is... Um, another like upper garden area that has like a, a grass and then I believe just shrubbery on either side and it like there's a fountain that it culminates in mm -hmm. and I don't know what the flower angle is there or if there is one but it's not a lot is blooming there right now right um, but that was a nice area as well yeah and then of course there is the cherry tree area yeah. which is I mean, I don't know how many trees there are there, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I guess I would 50. 100, 120 oh. would be my, my <laughs> guess. You can pause the video uh, when we show the uh, the actual footage of it, and you can count it yourself if you want. Yeah. Uh, but right now, there's only, like, one tree. Uh, like, And it's, like, off on its own. It's weird. There's, yeah. like, these rows of trees, and then there, and none of them are blooming at all. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, over to the side, like, kind of out of the way, there's one that's blooming. Yeah. That's weird. I, it makes me wonder, like, if it's because it's over there that it's blooming, or is it a different type, and that's why, or, like, yeah. or is it blue, or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, so that's there right now. It's still a very cool sight to see. It is. Um, especially there's there's a walkway above it or there's a walkway on one side of it that you can go up and then kind of get a higher angle mm -hmm. view on and the walkway itself has plantings uh, all up it's kind of like a hairpin yeah. uh, and so that's kind of a nice uh, thing to walk up and in addition right now there is a sound installation that was there, I guess, last year, and it's being reprised. Right. If the sign is just to be believed, it's it's called Loved, and it was composed by Michael Gordon, and the percussionist on it is uh, David Cosson, and it is a. I mean, it's bells. It's a percussionist of bells. I'm not exactly. sure what type of bells it is. Yeah. I'm looking at the notes while I'm. I know. Uh, you know, reading it, but we. The first day that we got there, we came in, it plays on the hour. And actually, probably some people that have, if it's been here for a whole year, and if it was here during the pandemic, it's probably something that was fairly well known, I would think, you know. Yeah, because probably going to the garden. Is yeah, like... but we were we were not aware of it. No. And so uh, we got there right at 11. So like as we were reading the sign, I was like, I was ready for, I think I was like one sentence ahead of Jesse maybe on the <laughs> sign, but I was ready for it. And then it is really impactful. Uh, we'll, I guess, maybe we'll put a 
a section in of the the volume right mm. right here. Yeah, I don't know how well the the GoPro picked it up or not, but it really makes people change. It changes the whole atmosphere of the space. And that's without, you know, pink and white petals yeah. everywhere. And it I'm excited to come back and see how it looks when there are enough people there. I don't know if like yeah, I'm just interested. For for the amount of people that were there and it, the amount of people that were there on each day kind of fluctuated. Mm-hmm. Some days there weren't a lot of people. Other days there were a lot of people. It it was very a, a peace-inducing effect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it's, it's bells. I mean, it's like these bells that are sort of drawn out, long sound. And yeah, I'm, ex- I'm also excited to see what it yeah. sounds like while looking at the cherry trees because now you're sort of like looking at empty branches in a long row which is still kind of nice but it's not like yeah beautiful i mean yeah i don't know if i would say it's beautiful yeah yeah oh i i guess i will make one one small clarification the it was a this is a reprise of a previous installation i guess it doesn't explicitly say in the uh in the marker mm. if it was last year. Oh, so it right. may have been a previous year that wasn't it could have last been year. I don't know for time. sure. Yeah, I don't know for that's sure. That's a good point. Uh, nevertheless, it is pretty impactful. We uh, also got some for the 360 video, which I think we, we got for the 360 video, we got the Queens Botanic Gardens as well as the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. And I think it's pretty interesting to see what these spaces look like when they're not in bloom. So I'm, I think so too. I'm glad yeah. we got the footage from that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going back again and, and seeing it while it's like flush with flowers. Yeah. Um, on that same note of the sound installation, yeah. there's also a nice guided tour right called meander yeah which was made by gelsey and joe and i just pulled up to say make sure to get their last names it's joe white and gelsey bell yeah and they it's about a 20 minute walk just to get you situated in the garden yeah and it's really nice and we've actually been in touch with them and they're both like very pleasant nice open to talking people um, who have done some other sound installations and sound walks and um, other, you know, work with sound and music. And it's, I would recommend that as well. It, uh, it's very calming and it is a guided walk, but it only guides you to like a small portion and it, they explain what you're seeing and they sort of give you 
it's it's less of like an educational walk where they're explaining like the history of the plants or like what exactly the plants are and it's more of like a guiding you into the place in your mind and body where you should be to best experience the plant life mm. is how I would describe it. Like yeah. it's it's putting you in sort of like a calm and meditative state so that you can focus on the garden yeah. and not be distracted by whatever it is that you were doing in like the hustle and bustle of Grand Army Plaza before you walked in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And obviously we support any art that involves walking. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were excited to connect with them and um, yeah, and just share share the, the love of, of the walking. Yeah, absolutely. There's one other area of the park that I wanted to call out because it was maybe my favorite part to walk around. And that is the... I guess Japanese inspired uh, pond area. Yeah. Which is, uh, I guess, if you're looking down at the cherry tree portion off to the left. And it is, yeah, it, it was just a fun little space to walk around. Lots of turtles there. Mm -hmm. Lots of turtles there. Lots of trees that sort of like bend low over the water. There's a little um like walkway area little like covered walk that you can go out onto the pond and look over and then go back and yeah walk around um yeah it was just like very quiet and peaceful and another yeah another area that just felt very like enclosed yeah and transport you transports you to a different space of mind mm -hmm. Not I wouldn't necessarily say like I feel like I'm in a different country. Just kind no. of like it just feels like a different atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And also like the way that you enter it and exit it makes it feel self-contained. Right. Yeah, I think there's something about that like because the in the Brooklyn Botanic Garden there were areas that were really wide open. Yeah. Where and I think I noticed it like I noticed it in myself certainly. But I also noticed it in the other people around. Like there were a lot of kids one day and in the area near the cherry trees, they were like running up and down the central. There's like it's like a perfect spot to run because there's this like runway right. <laughs> like between the trees and they were using it and like yelling and, you know, um, even when the bells were going, you know, the kids are like, what's that? Like, right. <laughs> and then in that the Japanese garden area there were some kids there too and you could see they're sort of like getting low and like looking at things and exploring and like yeah it's cool because it creates this even for like a little person that doesn't know proper like behavior yet maybe yeah um, or isn't aware of it it still like creates this environment where I think everyone is affected by it yeah. equally like yeah. oh I'm supposed to be quiet and sort of like appreciate what I'm seeing in here yeah. and not just like yell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see the power that plants and people teamed up together with intention yeah. and design and natural ability to create visual context can, you know, can have an impact on people that are passing through. Yeah. 
I don't, so we named this walk the Dueling Botanic Gardens, but I don't think I've, I don't think one of them wins over the other. No, it's I like don't Dueling think... Banjos. That's why I called it that way. Oh, I mm. thought it was like I challenge you to a duel. Well, yeah. Nobody loses in Dueling Banjos. Right. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, I do think they really complement each other. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't even know how to start comparing them as like in that way of like yeah. this one's better than the other because I really think they're just so different. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we have both of them in the city. Yeah. And it's not even all the botanic gardens because the biggest one, I I think, the one that's like the most well known and I believe is actually like the physically the biggest is in the Bronx. And we're going to be the going there. New York Botanic Gardens. It is called the New York Botanic Gardens. It's not even called the Bronx Botanic yeah. Gardens. Yeah. So we're going to be there in two weeks. And That's right. And we can hear what we have to say about that. Yes, then. which is a great segue to say, starting next week, we will be tackling the fifth borough for this project. Yeah. The first borough in many people's hearts. The oh, fifth sure. borough for this project. Yes. The Bronx. Yeah. We will be, quote unquote, moving up there for a month, <laughs> staying at four different places over the course of four weeks. One of the last frontiers of this year-long project. Yeah. We're very excited about it, and it's going to be almost transporting us back to where we were a number of months ago when we weren't doing themes. We were just experiencing neighborhoods. Right, yeah. Yeah, because this will be... We kind of have it themed as well, yeah. sort of, but less so than than it's been lately. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's next week. We hope that you join us. Yeah. We thank you for following along. As always, if you like this video, if you like listening to this, please consider uh, hitting subscribe, uh, giving this video a like, sharing it with your friends, all that. We uh, enjoy making this content, and we want to share it with as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's, thanks for watching. Yeah, until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.